listening to The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance episode, what are we at, 502 on uh, September 30th, 2017. It is 7 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> where I am, uh, at a weird time on a Saturday, and it's Patrick Beja with me. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how is it going on good. this very early morning? That's very good. You're So for you, it's like afternoon or something, right? Like 4 or 3? 3, 3 or... p.m. Yeah, no. so I just ate, and I'm probably more... Sound very energetic. Yeah, you, kind of you've been, you've had a horrible cold. We've all felt for you. It's been a it's a, been a long national nightmare for us. We're we've been concerned about you. <laughs> International you're... nightmare, but yeah, yeah, it's it's getting better. I still am uh, a little bit. My throat is itchy. I'm congested, but it gives me that uh, deep voice. You know, the the flu voice yeah. with uh, intermittent uh, horrible coughing. Yeah, well, so good. Those are those are those mic. are things you want for sure in your life. Uh, so I'm glad you got them. <laughs> hey, uh, it's uh, us. We're bringing you a show. Sorry about the daylight, everybody, but uh, things were weird uh, internet wise on my end. But all seems to be well this morning, uh, which makes me very happy. And uh, and we got a show to do. Uh, Terpster's been invited to the call. He may join us. I don't know. Uh, it'd be about three p.m. Oh. his time as well, three or four, something like that. Yeah, he is taking care of a newborn baby. So, yeah. I mean, I would expect him to set up, set aside a little bit of time for the show. Mm-hmm. But I could understand if he didn't. I'm impressed that he's figured out. A, I don't know if anyone knows this. Maybe we're breaking this news here on the show. But he's been able to, he's learned how to lactate. So he's feeding the baby directly <laughs> from his breast, from his man Do you know breast. that that actually happens sometimes? Ew, what? Lactate? What? Yeah. Oh. Well, not enough to feed a baby, I would guess, unless it's a very tiny baby. Yeah. Um, maybe a mouse. Like maybe <laughs> some. some. <laughs> just try to get but the... Yeah, apparently yeah. some men end up lactating. Yeah, and try to just get the visual out of your head of Patrick or Terpster with his shirt half down feeding a baby. Just try to try to get that out of your head if you can. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, we're back. We're I don't know. S- In the name of gender equality, <laughs> I think we should think this is acceptable. <laughs> Surfster should be allowed. Yeah, if to some breastfeed his his baby girl. Yeah, that's really. That I is mean, not at all traumatizing. Isn't that what we're all fighting for? Really, at yeah, the end of the that day, that is exactly what we fight. Yeah, Excellent. I understand completely. Okay, well, uh, in that uh, on that note, oh, that didn't sound right. Here, on that note, all right, let's get into it. Um, World of Warcraft time. Uh, so, all right, I raided more this week, and uh, we. Uh, banged her head against the wall a little bit. Also had some regional internet problems, which meant that uh, Discord was kind of a mess and some people were disconnecting and crashing and having all kinds of problems. So it reminded me of like Raid Nights and early Lich King era for me because everything was kind of janky back then and, and this felt a little janky. But, you know, we did stuff. We fought things and killed killed things. Uh, I don't remember his name, but the big... Um, Big green uh, donkey dude at the beginning of the wing we were in. <laughs> What's the name of that guy? Uh, I got in trouble for this last week because I, I couldn't remember any names. But anyway, the big four-legged uh, pit lord guy who's all green and crusty. Do you know his name? You don't know uh, his name. The, oh, Gorath. Yeah, Gor- 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 Goroth. Gorth? <laughs> Something like that. 
<laughs> anyway, we went and fought that dude, took him down. That was great. We got all the way to the Avatar of Sargeras guy fight, uh, him and the Maiden there, and that was fun. Uh, and then things kind of fell apart, and we didn't uh, get past all that. But uh, anyway, it was fun. That was a good time. So back into raiding, enjoying it, doing all my dailies, all that kind of stuff. And I've got a, I have a conclusion I would just like to share with the people at home. As I'm playing with other other hunters in this raid, I realize I'm the only one rolling still with a primary focus on Beastmaster. And I think um, I think I figured out why I'm so resistant to just cave and do the the marksman build everybody thinks is the best DPS build, and it probably is by the numbers, Patrick, by the math. The that build is, you know, beast or rather, uh, marksman is probably the way to be and go, and I'm probably doing a disservice to my team overall by not picking the the build that will maximize my DPS. However, I think hunters aren't very cool if they don't have a pet with them, and then what are you then? You're just casting arrows. Lame, lame, lame. <laughs> what I think you ought to be doing. Because you're a hunter, you ought to have like as many pets as possible. So I'm sending in my beasts of all sorts and sizes. I got birds on you. I got a couple of monkeys fighting you on the side. I got Henry and his little ghost Henry buddy over there. And it's great. And they're always biting you and they're getting red and big uh, occasionally. And sometimes that proc sooner than later. And it's great. That's how hunters should be. That's what feels like a hunter to me. When I try these two other specs, this or survival, which is now a melee spec, they are boring, all right? And now that I have traps across the board again, I can actually contribute to some CC in this world. Uh, it doesn't feel right not to be a Beastmaster. So so I get it. I understand you want maximum DPS. I also understand, maybe even Blizzard secretly wants this, that in a raid situation, you don't necessarily want a bunch of extra animals out there in the fight, right? You're up against a big giant boss. You're trying to coordinate things. Tanks are swapping off and doing weird shit that I don't understand. And I just want to send in 15 donkeys plus two chickens, right? So so I'm just well, going to keep doing it my way is what I'm saying because that's fun for me. I think that's a more fun thing to do with my time than shoot an arrow for and stand there. Well, I, I'll say two things. Um, first, I think uh, given your attitude towards life it doesn't surprise me that you want to hunters to remain true hunters mm. that they have to be what they have always been mm. and those new youngins are just corrupting the essence of hunting and uh second of all you know that's i think that's fine did anyone tell you that that would be a problem like <laughs> it's fine you play what you want you it's not like people are are chasing you down and like pointing look at that stupid gurp he's playing hunter like beastmaster he should be playing you know like what's the the hunts uh marksman like he should be doing that that stuff you're not like a competitive no has to have the absolute best dps no, ab absolutely not like min max has never been my thing it's not interesting to me what's interesting to me is the fantasy of it and the fun and the rotation how does it feel the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay matters to me. So, and that's always been true. But there's always that peer pressure in World of Warcraft. You've always got a little Is piece of it. I think so. Yeah, I do. I mean, our team's pretty relaxed. We're not. I shouldn't say that about our particular raid team because they're chill. They're, yeah, that's what I mean. In your specific uh, case, in your context, are you? Your people aren't telling you, 
well, your DPS is a little low. Maybe you should go marksman. Mm-hmm. Well, in the case, so chat room's having a conversation about this right now. And Hooven Four says okay. the fantasy of the no pet, or the fantasy of the no pet Legolas type archer is important to some people. I get that. No, I think that's fine. It's just everyone should have the fantasy that they, you know, they should play the thing that works for them. Yeah, if it's a if it's a you and a bow and that's it, or if it's you and twenty dogs and a and a, and a horse, great. If it's uh, Terpster <laughs> breastfeeding a baby, whatever, whatever your fantasy is, you get to have it. It's yours. Have it, wear it. <laughs> yes, and if it's Terpster breast- breastfeeding a baby, please, it's yours. <laughs> just, just have it for you. You can keep it. Oh, by the way, um, uh, breaking news: Terpster replied on uh, Skype. Uh, he has a comment. He says, "I took hormones for six years specifically for this moment. Don't try to make it any." <laughs> So there you go. Please be tolerant of his choices. Uh, he's just like yeah, he's listening. You should always to this. be tolerant of uh, Hunter's choice to go beastmaster. I have a tip for podcasters out there who are you know trying to make their way and figure out their their uh, their their thing. Um, never 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 assume that someone's not listening when you're talking on a show, because as it turns out, I would say I'd never assume that Terpster would hear me even talking about him breastfeeding. But they always know. Well, so if you get on I, here and you say something mean about somebody, I'm, which is I'm not doing that now. But if you did, you know, they'll end up hearing it. You got to be careful. I reported, I reported on Skype. He said that we shouldn't talk about 732 and yeah. the spoilers without him. Yeah. And you should talk about that without me, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but then so I told him and then he replied. So I, I don't think he's quite listening, listening. No. But he finds out. Yeah, so, he's probably yeah. patting the back of this child who's trying to burp after drinking from his milk. I get it. Yep. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's my point is play uh, once again. Just I guess a friendly reminder the, to the world: you just play what you want to play and do what you want to do. Now, if you're some hardcore, got to be world first or got to be guild first or whatever you're doing, I get it. Why where you'd want to. If that's your game, if your fantasy is to be the most powerful dude in your 25-man team, then I don't blame you. You should do that, too. Go ahead. But I don't want to do that. It's not interesting to me. Uh, Patrick, what have you been up to? It says here you get your mage to 110, but I have a question about that because I thought your mage was everything. I thought he was your your main, your main and then everything else came after. No? Uh, so that's your old age manifesting again. My <laughs> mage used to be my main until I think Pandaria, mm. maybe, probably. Oh, that's been um, a while then. Okay. Yeah, it's, it has been a while. Um, and I switched to my druid, uh, since then, because obviously, you know, druid, you can fill and you don't have to wait 15 minutes for a dungeon when you go into the game. Mm. So I've been playing my druid as a main for three expansions now. Yeah. And um but I've played my mage quite a bit in previous expansions as well. And uh this time I figured, you know, I've completed the 73 uh campaign with the druid. I've done basically all of my artifacts, my four artifacts are at least at legion of uh, at uh, concordance of uh legion fall. So I figured, hey, I want to play something else for a little bit and went and uh, leveled my mage from 104 mm-hmm. to um, 110. Uh, I had forgotten that you can get the heirlooms with uh, up to 110 with gold. Mm. For some reason you needed the, um, you know, what's the name of that? Uh, with the time walking, the, the 
badges that you get from time oh, walking. Right. And you don't necessarily need them. You can just go and buy the upgrades. Is it lame uh, that I'm too lazy to even find that stuff for my alts? I just sort of do them as if there's no such thing as heirlooms. I shouldn't do that, should I? Oh, no. you don't? No. Not oh, really. yeah, yeah. You, you you really should. Like, it speeds things up. I mean, unless you actually enjoy the game and playing it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I wouldn't mind speeding things up, but I just, I don't know. I look, uh, I've decided to put my alts on hold until I get flying anyway, but I, I, right. which I'm getting close to, but I, I see that stuff or I hear about that and I go, oh, yeah, that's right. Heirlooms. That's right. That's a thing you can do. And I just don't do it. Part of it's I'm just lazy. It's like, man, I want to freaking. If there was just a dude in my order crazy. hall, you just, you know, you just go to the to the um, whatever vendor, yeah, and then buy the upgrade uh, items and apply them to your. It, it ends up being a little bit costly. Yeah. Um, I mean, for people who don't who didn't farm, um, you know, missions from the garrison in mm -hmm. uh, in warlords, but. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's super easy. You can do it. And then, you know, you can aim uh, items for the classes that wear the same type of armor. Mm -hmm. So if you get some um, cloth, you can use them for all of your cloth wearers. It's not, you know, the super ideal for the other one, but uh, it works fine. Right. And you don't need a weapon, obviously, because you have the artifact. Yeah. So, yeah, it works. It's, it's super easy. I also went in and uh, downloaded Cons Legion, which is a mod that basically it's it's like GPS for leveling. It tells you go here, take that quest, do this, and it sort sort of optimizes yeah. um, the thing. Which to me, it, it's not like I'm wanting to speed run through the leveling of. It's just it it makes the uh, process kind of a. Uh, almost tune out and and think about stuff or watch a video or so it's it's this not side activity and do other things as i'm doing it makes it more enjoyable for me mm. um so yeah i need to one and go to uh, argus yet might do that we'll see or maybe i'm going to start leveling other characters maybe my uh demon hunter mm. i want to try and do that as well so. yeah i've got but yeah it's just so i've got two i've only got well no what do i have three no two one tens is all i have right now so i've got the demon hunter the hunter hunter and then the mage is right on the edge there uh yeah i i, I really like to get the rest of them there you know what i'm all i'm asking for patrick here's what i'm asking for this is the lazy man's request i want to walk into my order hall I want a guy standing there. His name is uh, Heirloom Bill, all right? I want to walk up to Heirloom Bill. I want to click on him. He's going to say, hey, check it out. I'm a torn man with some kind of cool antlers, and I've got in my bag an entire set, a full set of heirloom gear. Uh, would you like that? I'd say, sure. How much is it? Oh, it's like 10,000 gold. Sweet. Here you go. And I uh, equip it, and I'm done. That's what I want out of, this, uh, out of my heirlooms. I don't want to run around. I want to go it's to not freaking organize. that easy. <laughs> I know. I, but I know it's, it is. It's one vendor. It's one vendor. You know, you, you buy all of the items. You select the character you want the heirlooms for. Mm -hmm. It only displays that class and that subclass. Uh, you know, those items. You buy all of them and then you buy a bunch of upgrade things for uh, you know, two or three stages, whatever it is. And you're done. It's we're, not super hard. And you have your collection too. Yeah, know? yeah. They're all in the collection. Sure, sure. Where is that guy right now? By the way, where is this vendor? Well, 
uh, he's an Iron Forge. Mm. Uh, for the Horde, uh, he's. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he's an Orgrimmar somewhere or something. It's got to be. Yeah. Right. But they'll probably make me fly to Thunder Bluff or some bullcrap. So that's Maybe. what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want to go there. I just want to. Just want to. I'm in the middle of doing other things. I'm just did a world quest. Let me just walk into True Shot Lodge and have Heirloom Bill standing there. Excited, well, excited uh, about the this. The chat room is saying uh, that Heirloom Bill is in the Undercity. Damn it. He's in the Undercity. Just go with your mage. <laughs> just teleport. You go with your mage and uh, you buy them and then you have them for everyone because you have the collection thing. Yeah. And um, yeah. But I won't so. have I won't have mail if I go with the mage. Well, I only have cloth. No, you can buy it for everyone. Oh, can just, I? I thought you could only buy for like, who you were. All right. No, no, no. You can select in the uh, the vendor interface. You can select which class you want the thing to be displayed for. Mm, okay. Yeah, mage is the way to go. That's a good point. I don't have to go through. I don't want to take a damn ship, a boat. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. What is you know, this? You know, this is an interesting remark you're making here <laughs> remember when mmos were supposed to be that big expense that you would travel through and that you would you know explore and there was a, a hint of oops place to another go ahead to uh like actually travel and and go on an adventure and like nowadays we're oh did you no, you're you're fine. Stop? You're all good. Okay. You're, you're just you glitched for a uh, sec, but you're fine. You're good. You're back. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now you're like, oh, I need to take the the blimp for two minutes. <laughs> gotta, no, I, I know. I'm gonna teleport. I completely agree. It's just that we're to the point where there's so much content that, and there's so much to do that you want to do everything that's new and just I don't know. Going to Undercity sounds like a chore right now. It just sounds no, terrible. No, I agree. I, agree. I, I also completely feel that way. It's just that it's funny that when we started, you know, back those were so much less arcadey and so much more about exploration. Yeah. I remember when so, I first went into the Undercity and I, back, you know, in Vanilla, and I thought, oh, what a cool place this is. This is rad. <laughs> now I look at it and go, ugh, it's like circles of hell. Which circle am I in? I don't like it. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. Uh, we're keeping ourselves busy in the world of Warcraft. Hey, uh, have you messed with the Battle.net app on the phone yet? Have you tried that thing? Not really. Uh, I mean, I installed it, I logged in, and that's about it. But uh, the really interesting thing about that, so for those who don't know, the Battle.net app is basically a chat app, and that's all it does for now. It's like your your friends tab from the Battle.net app on PC or Mac. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they ported the chat uh, tab or the chat window in the uh, on the phone, and it's we were talking about it with Chris on um, Overwatchers, and it wasn't. We, we were like, yeah, it's okay, but I don't really see myself using it too much. And Chris was comparing it to Discord a lot, and um, and the thing is, I think it's MMO Champion that uh, unearthed some data mined strings that indicate it would be um there are they're they're working on group functionality mm -hmm. which would make a lot of sense basically they would become some kind of uh, you know they're calling them groups instead of probably clans or something like that if you can have your discord like thing or your group or clan or or guild or whatever in that app 
I think at that point it makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Currently, the way it is now, it's here because they need to have it, but I'm not sure how much use we're going to get out of it mm -hmm. um, because you're not going to, you know, log into your, not very often going to log into your phone to ch that is, you know, playing Overwatch or Heroes or whatever. Sure. That's not going to be very useful. Sure. I um, mean, that, that that's however, functionality is there. Like right now, I can tell that Revan Geek can, is playing uh, Heroes of the Storm. I can tell that Bagheera and Roe. Uh, and Spork are all playing World of Warcraft. I can see uh, a couple of people playing Overwatch. Like, like it's useful in that sense. Also, I can quickly say to Gorath, hey, uh, you want to do games later? Because he's always in there. So there is some use for me now, but I, but I agree with you. I think that it's this is like bare bones. They got out the, the most raw-ass sort of communication thing they could and will probably make this... I mean, I don't know if they're going for like full-blown... Um, I'll be able to do voice chat over this thing. You'll be able to manage groups and, you know, Discord basically, uh, or even more so like some sort of social network built around Blizzard games. Maybe they're planning on all of that, but I could definitely see them adding functionality later that would make this more useful. Um, I think groups is kind of a mandatory one. Yeah. I think they have to do it. Right. Um, voice could be useful. I'm not sure how useful... Um, one thing I'm very curious about is, are they starting to do this because they're planning to expand their presence on mobile? Mm. Because we, we'll see in a little bit that there is um, something happening there. Mm. But um, it, it's, it could be the start of a more aggressive mobile strategy for the company. Network also available uh, through that app. You know, it could be a part they they integrate it here and then it's part of the apps that they um use in the future for other games yeah i agree um and uh yeah you're right we will be talking about this in a second because a big piece of news broke kind of a inadvertent piece of news not really a leak but something gained from a job listing which is sometimes sometimes tricky i always wonder well we'll get to that in a sec i have a question since you worked on the pr team in the in the uk for the for uh, or in the eu for them i have a question regarding press releases or not press releases uh, employment notices and how you get around exposing what you're actually working on by doing one of those because i think it's harder than people think anyway we'll talk mm -hmm. about that in a second uh happy five years to panda town uh pandaria launched five years ago um uh, just a few days ago i think or no is it november what, whatever it is it, it launched mm -hmm. uh happy pandaria everybody i still say that expansion was awesome I loved how it looked, felt, and uh, uh, did. Uh, everything in it was cool. And uh, y'all who still hate on it because it was full of pandas are crazy. They uh, they expanded that whole thing so much and so well that I wanted to live there. Uh, I still like to go back there and hang out in Pandaria for no good reason. Uh, Pandaria is great, and you should go sp spend some quality time there if you haven't in a while and remind yourself how beautiful and how... Uh, incredible that game was and uh or how the expansion was and i'm and i and i and i this leads me to my next point which is i think that the, uh not un not all that uh different from what happened with cataclysm to pandaria i think we might be going from legion to something pandaria like for this next expansion i don't know that it, that that they'll for sure do this pattern but i kind of like this idea that you went hardcore, 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 and then you went, okay, let's take a new, let's take not a break, but let's go to a place that's different and new and undiscovered 
and kind of throws a wrench into things and isn't about the Legion. And, you know, it's just a thing that is off off the radar. It'd be nice if after all of this, like, hardcore green fell all over everything experience we're having right now, maybe we could just go to a nice new place of some sort and go, oh, yeah, that's right. There's there's more to discover here on Azeroth. Doesn't doesn't have to be just Pandaria 2, but, you know, that kind of experience I would love... <laughs> And not just go like straight to the void. Monkey Town. Yeah, Monkey Town. <laughs> Let's go to Monkey Town. Uh, all aboard for Monkey Town. Only if I have to go to Undercity first and then get on a boat, and then I'll be happy if that's, that's what happens. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, what do you think about that? It, yeah. it, it's not looking like that thing. Um, it, it's looking like the Void Lords, without having seen any of the leagues from the you know 732 that uh, Turfster was referencing, um, we're heading towards void catastrophe mm. and more like cosmic level threats and um i i wouldn't mind settling down for a little bit but it doesn't look like that's what we're going to be getting um i hope that if that's the case the next one is a little bit more or we go to a, another planet that the legion had opened a, a portal to or you know some version of Gul'dan or Ner'zhul had opened a portal to, and um, and and that is a little bit more quiet. I wouldn't mind, but it doesn't look like this next expansion is going to be that. Yeah, it's just there's always just like this. Okay, here we go. Rah, rah. You know, like I get it, and I want that. I want that as to be part of it, and part of Pandaria was that. It's like garage, you know, storm in the beach, and and all the yeah. conflicts that that was. But it just, I don't know. It was just like a. It was like, hey, we're going to go somewhere else for a minute, is the feeling I got. It wasn't like, we're going to do one of the tropes you're used to in Warcraft again. We're, instead, we're going to do something different yeah. and new, and then we're going to surprise you with it, because you're going to hear pandas and go, oh, geez. And then you're going to be surprised at how good that turns out. And, like, I want, I don't know, kind of want that. But whatever that is, it's an intangible yeah. that I'm I mean, talking about. But whatever. Warlords was obviously very martial, very, you know, Warpath and all of this, and Legion certainly is all threats and black and green. And I agree, it could soon be time for something a little bit more um, quiet mm -hmm. and reflective. Maybe before we can go and you know uh, uh, confront the Void Lords, we need to go to another place to gain some kind of ancient knowledge. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. But happy birthday, Panda Town! You did well. You did good. My mage is a panda, yeah. you know. He's a big fat panda running around. Going, I think, you yeah. know, uh, if we talked about best and worst expansion, I think Panda Town is going to hold up uh, better than Warlords. Um, Warlords, I'm starting to get. You you can never judge these things immediately, but Warlords, I'm starting to get a feeling that it's, you know, it was it it was interesting systems wise, but it wasn't the best. Uh, memory I'm gonna I'm gonna have from uh, my WoW adventures. No, as far as I'm concerned, so, it's already eclipsed by by Pandaria. Pandaria already is way better than Warlords, in my opinion. Right, right. I have better memories from Pandaria than from Warlords. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that many. I mean, well, whatever. I mean, Warlords had its moments, but again, oh yeah, it was yeah. Anyway, let's not redo the no. <laughs> we get all dogpile on Warlords till the end of time, but whatever. Uh, oh, it was that. good in some ways. Yeah, well, there were yeah, moments. Anyway. There was stuff. There were, um, I don't know, there were things. <laughs> I can't think of any of them right now, but it was <laughs> fine. 
Uh, all right. Hey, uh, another anniversary. I just wanted to mention this. There's This is the anniversary of a time clear back, and I don't know how long ago, where well, Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard promised us that a peer offline mode would be coming soon to the game and therefore probably to Battle.net in general. And uh, it has been five years since the appear offline coming soon notice was posted. This was posted officially on the forums and on the website. Questions about the status of the feature is a favorite among BlizzCon QA topics. Uh, that's all in the year since, obviously. But we've got an update uh, about appearing offline in Overwatch in 2016. Another update in 2017. And strings that refer to appearing offline that were added to Hearthstone this year. But for now, still no appear offline. And still coming soon. How do you feel? And about you know that? the the <laughs> the page still gets updates almost daily, mm-hmm. um, not daily, but weekly. You get people posting there saying "still waiting, mm-hmm. still waiting." What do you think the reason? What do you think the holdup is? Why not? This seems like an easy peasy thing to me for some reason. I, I don't. Thing I can see is that in WoW it would be a little bit difficult because if you want to appear offline, then you you are offline Blizzard wise, but then you your guild in WoW can still see you, or should it see you, or should it not see you, and then they run into you, and I don't know, maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, I was I was at the he mentioned this, and uh, it, it was kind of. It, it, I'm not sure it was the first time they mentioned it. Mm. I think they mentioned it before that. And and it was, it's kind of like, yeah, they should do it. And when they didn't, we were like, but why? And they, okay, I'll put it like that. I'm not certain that it's only technical issues. Maybe it is, um, but I'm wondering if there isn't a, a desire to not have the appear online uh, feature. <clears throat> I hadn't thought about that. Probably, um, I mean, Blizzard does think hard about these things. I remember the 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 utter nightmare that ended up being the PR behind Real ID uh, back in the day. Yeah. And, and there was obviously a lot of, I mean, they don't, I don't think they approach anything th- these things very lightly, so they, they think about the implications of what appear offline actually means or does. Um. But I don't think they need to shoulder that responsibility. I think they just need to do it, and then people, people shoulder that responsibility. If your if your guild's like, oh, where's Bill? He's supposed to be <laughs> there's old heirloom Bill again. Oh, where's Bill? He's supposed to be on raiding with us. Where is he? Oh, he shows offline. All right, well, let's just get started. And if he's really online, and somebody bumps into him in Orgrimmar when they went back to find something they needed at the auction house, well, then all right, it's on him, not Blizzard. You know? Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. It, they should just do it. I don't think it's hard. It's probably a little database thing. And now with this app and them pushing this stuff, they got to have some, I don't know, they have to have some plans for that, I think. So make it, yeah, make, make I mean, it, maybe yeah. they, they're, they're working on it now, but, you know, it's kind of like the EU, US, Asia regions thing. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous. And I think I, I would be more willing to believe that there is some kind of technical hurdle, uh, the regions things that, that make it more difficult to implement a one unified uh giant list and you know when i'm saying this i don't i don't mind about having to log in uh having to connect to you servers if you're in europe for lag purposes that's fine but having like at a minimum if you're playing in the us and europe which is common uh two friends lists 
and not being able to see your friends if you're logged into the other one. And that's yeah, that's really like antiquated and and kind of silly. But you know, I don't know. I hope they're I, I, I at very at the very least, I hope they're working on the appear offline and on somehow finding a way to make this regions thing disappear, uh, you know, for players because it's frustrating. I agree. By the way, on my tombstone when I die, I want them to write the words. This is what I want. Here lies Scott Johnson, antiquated and silly. <laughs> I think that works pretty well. Anyway, yeah. uh, so that's coming. Let's see. Oh, Blizzard. Okay, this is big, big news and some speculation to make here. Blizzard's working on a new mobile RTS game. Uh, we know this because not they didn't they didn't announce it. Although I don't know, it seems likely that BlizzCon would be the place that they would do that. But they did a job posting that uh, has led people to believe that there is a real time strategy and MMO hybrid game in the works. Possibly this is a big uh, one of, if not the big project that a lot of these developers have been kicked off other teams and sent to go work on. Not kicked off. That sounds negative. But you know where you know where did Chilton go? Where did um, uh, what's his name uh, Stockton. Uh, Stockton where did what's his name he tucks his t-shirt yeah. everyone who, tu- who tucks his shirt into his pants I can't think the heroes of the storm guy Browder Browder Browder, Browder. where'd all these guys <laughs> where'd all these guys Reading. go yeah by the way uh, Blizzard devs I mean it's almost funny now but like even Dodds does it like everyone does it don't tuck in your shirts. Take it from Frenchman. Yeah, that it doesn't work. Like it, it's ah, it's funny now almost, but I don't think they think it's funny. No, it's if just, they're just wearing them unironically. If you if you had okay, here's the rules. I'm if, I'm not asking you to wear a scarf. You know, I'm not saying no. you should be that sophisticated. <laughs> but like. <laughs> tuck your shirt yeah baby baby steps is what we're asking for but when these guys get up and they tuck it it's not we're not talking about like some nice dress shirt or something people at home we're not saying that we're saying you know like it's not a a button down it's a t-shirt like some t-shirt that says uh i'm with diva on it and then they tuck it in so that it's just like in in and but then they're just wearing whatever pants or shorts they have on it's bad it's bad shouldn't be doing it stop doing it i'm looking at you router anyway (laughs) <laughs> uh so this this job posting uh it's been pulled by the way so this came came and went and that's yeah. herein lies the question i have for you in a second but it says it said this blizzard entertainment is seeking an experienced unity mobile client engineer to work on an unannounced mmo rts project um the ideal applicant has an unwavering needs to have an unwavering passion for mobile development and solving engineering problems unique to the mobile app environments uh and then it got yanked uh so a couple things here. Well, first of all, having worked at the company, do you believe that the person who did this is in trouble? <laughs> like, it feels like you shouldn't <laughs> post this. This seems bad uh, to me. Well, so having worked uh, in an entirely different department at the company for a few years in a, on a different continent, I can absolutely speak with a few you that I understand everything about all of this. Um <laughs> I mean, the, the the most important thing here is that it's being pulled. Yeah. Usually when that happens, it means something went wrong. Mm-hmm. And they're not commenting. It's just like, whoops, all right. We, no one saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really like the two words that, that or 
the six letters that shouldn't have been there are MMORTS. Mm. Everything else would have been fine. It's more or less, you know, they have a bunch of jobs posting everywhere that reveal a little bit of what they're working on. Um, there's one or a bunch for uh, first-person action games, you know, with uh, custom engines, probably something on PC, like uh, maybe an FPS or something like that. So we know they're working on something in that area as well. Um, I I don't think the person who posted this is in trouble. Like, they're not going to get fired. Mm. It's like, it's obviously very dumb, but it happens. Do you see how many job posting postings they have? Like, go to jobs.blizzard.com. I think it's it's still the URL. Yeah. I'm going to go now. Yeah. Um, and look, like, it's literally, like, it's hundreds of jobs. Maybe not hundreds, but... No, I think it is, actually. It's at least a couple of hundred jobs that they have yeah. uh, open. Maybe 300. It's enormous. So, the per you know, there's some poor HR person that was shuffling through, like, the, the dozen jobs they had to post at that point, and something went through. It is unfortunate. The, 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 you know, the funny thing is that some people scour the job postings, like, looking for the one thing that's going to reveal something and actually, you know, expose it to the world. In this case, it was icy veins, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm surprised. It's, I'm surprised how many jobs they have. Well, okay. So they have, they have these broken down by category mm -hmm. easily. The number one, like by 50% area they're looking for people is engineering and technology. So it's always seems like it's the, the, the program, the, the programmatic side, the, the backend side that always needs the most people. Um, I think that's just kind of interesting. The least amount is administration. They only need nine of those <clears throat> art and animation at 26 and so on. But there's, yeah, there's a lot. You could go get a job there and maybe one oh, of yeah. them is to work on a hot new mobile project. <laughs> so that's something. the other thing, right? Yeah. At, at MMORTS. Uh, so disclaimer, it's possible that it's something they're exploring we talk about the um the the incubator every other week now mm -hmm. thing where they're trying stuff and maybe some things don't work out um so maybe that's one thing that they're uh, exploring and that's not going to work out they're not going to do anything with it so we we won't know until something's announced but mmorts that's a weird kind of genre to be describing well i mean um, yeah like i feel like oh I, I don't know my brain's been all over the place on this but i feel like it's maybe a a chance for them to do some plans type of thing well mate man i really hope not like i well i'm worried honestly i'm a little bit worried about what what the genre is and, and i'm not worried about their ability to perfect it but man i am tired of attacking somebody's city with a bunch of dudes <laughs> like it feels like that's just played out there's a billion clash of clans clones I, I that is not what i'm looking for what i'm looking for is something a little more i don't know what i want from them i want i want blizzard progression i want um uh you know the feeling that i when i got in i i came away doing you know having accomplished some things and feeling like my character or characters or my armies or whatever are better for it. And I know those games offer that, but oh, I don't know. You're I, it, basically saying you want a good game? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying is I want a good video game. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard to speculate on it because who knows? They're, they're masters of RTS. We already know that. They're masters of MMOs, and we know that. What we don't know is if they're masters of mashing those genres together in a meaningful way on mobile as a platform. 
like with all yeah, its interface what, things and all that stuff it's you know who knows i don't even know what mmorts would mean yeah maybe maybe it's someone who's trying to rank on us mm. but like what you're multiple people in a shared world building bases and attacking one another somehow or mm-hmm. i don't know it would be because clash of clans first of all if they did a clash of clans like i'm pretty sure blizzard can take a genre and even if it feels tired or whatever they can they make it appealing that's what they actually what they're best at so i'm not too worried um regardless of how you feel about clash of clans uh, or clash royale or any of those mm-hmm. um I'm not too too worried that Blizzard wouldn't be able to make a good game out of that genre. But so, yeah. even Clash of Clans, it's not really an MMO RTS. It's kind of uh, almost RTS, but not MMO. So I don't know how that could work. Like you have a gigantic map and you're building your base somewhere mm. on that map. And then other players, you have like 32 players on that map and you go and I don't know. It would be weird well there there are there are some standing examples of what this could look like um i would you know look back at now a defunct project but at the time seemed kind of interesting and promising but age of empires online um a few years ago was attempting to do this but really what that ended up being was it was mmo in the sense that you could talk to your friends you could co-op with your friends you could match up with your friends and play against them and you could also match against randos and that kind of thing but but really, it was just about progressing your army in your city, and you did that through, you know, doing these matches. Some of them single player, some whatever. It was not like a, there was no central hub where you kind of walked around and everybody talked to each other. But there's a million of these online that are like browser-based, like Dawn of Fantasy, Gods and Idols, Saga, uh, it, Picaroon, whatever the hell that is, Galaxy Online. Like, these exist, um, but they... Yeah, in in that genre, <clears throat> in that genre, I mean, MMORTS as a genre exists. The question is, what the hell does what does Blizzard make of that? I don't know. I don't know what it, I don't know what that means. Like to me, I don't get it. Like they're all you have to look at what their what their values are. They're all about online community and all, and they're all about people being able to play with each other. So that's the MMO part of it is is focused on how are we going to make that happen, and then the RTS part of it is. I guess tapping into their expertise on things like StarCraft and Warcraft and somehow making that playable on a mobile platform. And I trust them to do this. I trust them to get it right. But I really have no idea what it looks like. So I guess the only thing I really can speculate on is maybe is it an existing IP from Blizzard? Is it a is it a is it a Warcraft yeah. offshoot? Is it a a, a a set in the StarCraft universe or is it a whole new thing? Could it be a an Overwatch IP? Like there's a lot of possibilities here. Do you have any what thoughts on that? What are they going to do with the the first person thing? Yeah, because that's another unknown, Maybe. another job listing that supposedly mm-hmm. says too much or whatever. But yeah, this first person. Well, it doesn't thing. say too much. There, it's a little bit less. It said experience in first person action games and custom engines and stuff. Mm. But um, hey, by the way, I was clicking around the job site. Uh, as you were talking and totally listening to you. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, um, I, I yeah. know how you can do that. Yeah. And in Versailles, they have like different little quotes from people working there. One, and there is a, a um, who I know from back then. And his quote, it like to show you how the, the, 
uh, mood is uh, there amongst other quotes that are a little bit more serious. This one is priceless. He says, I once accidentally scheduled an interview with an external candidate on Halloween. That day, I went to the office dressed as, Lu as Luigi. For them, it was probably the weirdest interview in their life. For me, it was Tuesday at Blizzard. And... <laughs> It's, you know, it's true. It's really true. Like the, the, the reason we love this company is absolutely at quote. And in my experience working there, mm. it's dorks working on serious stuff and being competent and, you know, all of that. But man, that like, it's just, it's just a bunch of dorks. And I, it was such a great time. Yeah. Working. They're, like, they're, anyway, they're just dorks like us and. Yeah, you know, they're <laughs> going to imagine going to a, an interview and the guy actually welcomes you dressed as Luigi, going like, "Hey, sorry, I forgot it was Halloween." Yeah, have a seat. Yeah, and ha try to have a serious conversation. Yeah, exactly. Tell yeah. me about your previous. Tell me about your previous experience. <laughs> like, I don't know why that's Luigi, but you know, it's a fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun visual. Anyway, out the previous experience. <laughs> Uh, hello, <laughs> Mario. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, good. he has a slightly higher pitched uh, voice than yeah. Mario, and he's got a strange vacuum in the corner. You keep eyeing it, wondering what that's for. Exactly, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Cooley Den's younger brother. He yeah. has a higher pitched. There voice. you go, nailed it. Uh, anyway, so that's going on. Hey, bad news though. Yeah. No Diablo announcements at BlizzCon. Bad news. Bummer. Um, well, I mean, yes, bad news that we're. Diablo at BlizzCon, but I really appreciate the fact that they're letting letting us know ahead of time. Because mm. I mean, it's obviously good business for them because everyone was expecting something uh, Diablo related, and if we didn't get it, they would have everyone would have gone. You know, that new thing they announced, like that new that new whatever MMORTS uh, on mobile, they announced as cool, but we didn't get Diablo, so now at least we know, and they can. Manage expectations. I feel like that's exactly what's happening. They are they are getting out in front of it and managing those expectations. And uh, I'll be finer with it knowing that now. I'm, I'm disappointed now, but I'll be happier there when I don't have to be on pins and needles wondering if something's going to get announced and then it never does. And being disappointed, I'd much rather know now. So I'm glad. And that I will tell that. you, yeah. I think that to me makes my uh, 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 prediction that we're going to get a Diablo announcement at Gamescom next year. Mm. That's what. Lends fuel to Patrick's fire is what we, how we like to say it here. Uh, so, yeah, it's we'll just, see. You know, Diablo is very Europe-centric, mm -hmm. um, and they announced the Diablo 3 at uh, WWI in, in France in uh, 20, 2008. Mm -hmm. So it, would, it could make sense. It could work. Or we'll was it 7? Was it 8? I don't remember eight, now. 8. Was it 8? Yeah. When did Diablo? Because I was there, and uh, we did the Azeroth.fr podcast uh, there with like an audience and everything. It was, I met uh, um, <clears throat> uh, Brower, Russell Brower, who sent me an email when he arrived in Paris, and he was like, "Hey, it's Russell Brower. I listened to your show. It's really cool." And I was, whatever. Like it wasn't his <laughs> Blizzard email address. I never told you this. No, I've never heard this. He, he sent me an email from his personal email address, and uh, and I was like, dude, whatever. I didn't believe it was Brower. 
<laughs> so he sent me an email from his Blizzard address saying, hi. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> whoops. That's funny. Yeah, that that's funny. totally funny how that works out. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, let's see here. It was now... So it was 2008. You, you don't trust me, Johnson? No, I did trust you. It's 2008. And for whatever reason bad. in my head, I was thinking, oh, you know what I'm thinking of. 07 was the big StarCraft two thing. Wasn't it the year yeah. before? Okay. That's why. Yeah, I got it all figured out now. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway. That uh, death threats thing in Overwatch. What's happening there? I didn't see that. So Kaplan said in an interview or a blog post, or maybe in, uh, I don't have a link here, which I should have gotten. I meant to go track it down, but everybody was talking about this a bit. It showed up on some of the gaming blogs. Kaplan just got real uh, open and personal about you know what it's like to work on a game that's this popular this quickly and one that has a rabid fan on base. The and say what? On the forums? Yeah, I think it was. I think post. it was on the forums. Um, I really should have this. Yeah, and he's saying for people to talk about uh, the development process on like publicly because you feel like you can never win because people get super ang angry at you for no reason. I can't remember. I, I didn't think he talked about death threats, though. Mm. Maybe I missed something. Here it is. I found it. Uh, oh. Toxic Overwatch players making Jeff Kaplan sad. Uh, his exact quote is, if you're a bad person, we don't want you in Overwatch. Um, there was, let's see, the latest part of a... Uh, dang it, I'm trying... I meant oh, to find all this... That was video from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's not that. It's something else. Uh, okay. Anyway, the point was, there was some quote about how he and the team daily get threatened uh, in various ways mm. through various means are constantly being threatened. And it reminded me just, uh, I just wanted to bring it up. I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. There is no overwatch without overwatch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it doesn't exist. It's not a thing that you had before. And now that you have it uh, and you've paid your, your $40 for it. I don't understand how that entitles people to, to have expectations to the point. I mean, as I say this, I realize that I'm just saying, what's the deal with people? You know, I understand that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, so I understand that's what I'm doing. But I just it's, it's just a nice reminder or a sad reminder that I don't know. We shouldn't have to. What is the point? What is what, what is wrong with gamers sometimes? Like, just play your video game. If you don't like the way it's going, play another one. Go do something else. Like, the market will determine what they do. You don't have to go, oh, if I knew where you live, Kaplan, I'd come by and, you know, whatever. Like, that is just crazy to me. And again, it's I know, it's people, and it's as old as time, and jackasses have always been here, and now they're just easy. They all have access to the internet. I get it. I know, I know. But I still, it still frustrates the, the living poopy out of me when I hear these kinds of stories. Because, you know, what's the point? You can I understand people going, oh, I really don't like the direction they've taken Mercy. Which is not true. I love how Mercy is now. She's awesome now. But if somebody says that, I get that. That's an opinion. You should be sharing that opinion. The team listens to those opinions. They work on stuff based on those kinds of opinions. But that's different than saying, I want to find Jeff Kaplan and fill him full of lead. You know? Like, because he changed Mercy. Like, come on. Stop. Just stop. Freaking, ugh. Ugh. I hate it. But again, it's like, you know, I'm like throwing spit at the wall. This doesn't do anything. Cause... Yeah, it's basically people on the Internet. Yeah. But I, I'm not disagreeing. Right. Uh, no, I mean, you and I are, the, are, are in accord on often on these sorts of issues. But um, I mean, who isn't, honestly? If you're not, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically, oh, no, uh, Scott, what are you saying? We should absolutely be going insulting 
He's on forums. Yeah, I should be waiting on a train for one of the artists to get off of it so I could beat them up for, because they gave Diva a skin I don't like. Like, that's how people think. I don't get it. I don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Anyway. I mean, the, it, it, the, the interesting thing was that in that uh, forum post, um, he, he discussed how the the team actually feels about the game which was interesting but also about those interactions and that's yeah. not something we hear about very often right. um and it was really interesting because it came after another developer uh said something to the same uh you know that was somewhat similar on twitter i believe but it made the rounds a couple of art articles was were written about it saying the same thing he was saying the problem is developers don't want to go forward to come forward with their thought process or what they're working on or because it's just it's just too hard and it's not worth it because you're going to take so much shit for saying stuff or if you say something and then you in the development mind and you you go to another thing people are gonna never let go of that thing you said like three years ago mm -hmm. and almost like if they promised us an offline mode like if we were to bring it up every couple of years forever um although that's different because we really should have it but you know and and they're saying um it, it's it's it makes developers first of all it's not part of their job to go and explain to you everything on uh, the forums because the the forum poster was initially saying do we not have enough developers on the overwatch team because they didn't answer some of our questions on the threads for like a week mm -hmm. and and jeff was saying well it's not really our job we do it on top of our job but our job is to make the game not to you know mm -hmm. and and he was saying of course we're very welcoming of the community and we feel it's part of the whole process and everything but overall the problem is it, it for for many developers being public that way and having your real name um, uh, exposed makes your life and your job more difficult. And and people don't necessarily want to do that. And some people will say, well, then you don't have to, but what crying about it? Mm. Yeah, I, I see that. But also, it's not uh, sad. I don't want to say it's not normal, but it's not a satisfactory situation. Like, we shouldn't be satisfied with the state of things that thing about your game on a forum and more generally you know things on the internet then you should to be shouted down or yelled at or whatever he's saying for example their bosses often get emails telling them to fire the developers if they said something they didn't like on uh on the forums and you're like anyway yeah, yeah. it's frustrating but also i don't know how they do it like the overwatch teams specifically right now is so much pressure <clears throat> on them uh, all of this recent esports stuff the overwatch league stuff these new teams being bought and created millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line every day new new millions of dollars being added each one every time there's a new team like there's so much expectation and pressure on that team you know how they do it how do they do it I, I know because, you know, I, as you mentioned a few times in this episode, I used to work at Blizzard, so I have intimate knowledge of everything, uh, the way it works. And the way that developers cope with that immense amount of pressure is that they take $100 bills and they rub them against their face, <laughs> stressed, and they, they, they discard them uh -huh. and they use new ones uh, 
every every couple of so hours. So when are these freshly money are these freshly minted uh, hundred dollar bills? Like they're 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 not like they haven't been some strippers g string well, or something. They they're new. No, new they money. get them they get them made uh, uh, special by the um, the what's the name of that uh, institution that in the U.S. Uh, uh, I don't know money. Town.usa? I have no idea. Right, the central bank or whatever. Yeah. And they make them special official, but with uh, Mike Moheim's face <laughs> on the bills. <laughs> so it's it's Blizzard. They're, you can still buy stuff with them, but... Here's um, what I'm going to yeah. say. The chat room seems to agree with you. I would like to remind everybody that money is not always everything. And if you'll uh, look back to the interview I did with Chris Metzen a year ago, you'll, you'll be reminded that uh, uh, that conversation, we were talking to somebody who's got no problem with the on the money end. Been at Blizzard long enough, done enough things that has done just fine. But it that doesn't solve everything in terms of the the load, right? That stress load can just be oh, rough. So all I'm saying is, yeah, money's great, but I think you have to have a special. And I think Jeff Kaplan's this guy. You got to be a special kind of dude. And I think Kaplan's that dude. He's a he's a he's an even handed, even headed chill out guy who loves and has passion for video games he's almost childlike in some ways and it's awesome and we need more like him but it's i just think the pressure on that entire team must be just super intense and yeah, also no, i agree yeah you know. and also and also it's not i can tell you again from experience it's not all of the blizzard employees that get to their their you know hundred dollars bills facial treatment <laughs> um <laughs> most employees have perfectly adequate paychecks that are not you know uh you know something to complain about for sure but it's not like everyone is swimming in in lakes of gold no, um, no. some of them are yeah. and i'm sure you know um Metzen and kaplan and those guys are probably making a pretty penny yeah. but uh not everybody not everybody there's some let's put it this way sometimes regular employees. yeah to get a to get a regular job at blizzard they this is controversial, but I know that they, they know that they can. Uh, this sounds wrong. Are you going to say they know that they can pay people less? Um, I think they know that they uh, don't. They, they, they don't have to pay people more. Let's put it that way, because people want to get to. They want to work for Blizzard. There's some people that would go there for free if they let them. There are probably people that would pay yeah, Blizzard to let but... them work there. You know, like I know that that's that's a that's a slippery place, and I and I I don't want to make judgments. I don't work there, obviously, but but it's. No, I can I can tell you stuff about that. Um, a few years ago, we had a re uh, an adjustment mm -hmm. of our paychecks when we were there because we were a little bit under the industry standards, at least in Europe. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about uh, the U.S. Mm. Uh, it was compensated by other things. Anyway, it was, but but it's really hard to find good people. I'm not sure. I think they pay. I don't think they pay pay less than somewhere else. If anything, I would suspect they pay a little bit more. Um, because they need the good people and that that's how you make the good games. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, it's a lot harder to find good people than you would think. Yeah. White top 67 in the chat says it well. He says a competitive wage is good enough because the, of the prestige of working at Blizzard. I think that's probably right. It's a good competitive wage. They're not under paying yeah. people. I'm not suggesting that, but they're not going out uh, yeah. of their way to like, Hey, we need three more community people. Let's pay them twice what EA would pay them. They don't do that. No, no, no. Of course. They don't need to because Blizzard will, you know, again, they don't need to. They're Blizzard. Uh, all right. Well, there's all the, the news uh, fit to eat to consume everybody. And that means this. 
Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, it is the town crier. It's a chance for us to read your emails. It came to us at theinstance at gmail.com. Please use that address and we will read your sh- uh, emails right here on the show. That's theinstance at gmail.com. We got one here from Dagnum, a dwarf hunter on Draenor. Says this, hey guys. Scott mentioned wanted to fight, or sorry, a flight whistle while in Argus. Well, it exists. The Crocal Flute. Am I saying that right? Probably. Uh, it's sold by the Torin, the Revered, the, what? Torin, the Revered, the uh, Argassian, Argussian uh, Reach Emissary on the Vindicar. So go find that based on my description. Good luck. And requires <laughs> severed, uh, revered, <laughs> severed status, revered status. Uh, the crocal flute will update your flight master's whistle to summon a crocal tunneler to take you to the nearest light forged beacon while on Argus. Uh, so when we talked about this, we didn't think there was an alternative to the whistle on Argus because we thought the zones were so small. Who cares? But turns out it actually does exist. And I absolutely love that it isn't just some teleporter, that it's a freaking underground <laughs> worm tunnel thing, not worm, but, you know, thing that that goes underground. That's awesome. Uh, and I will get one. Yeah, of and yeah. thank to the many, many, many people who corrected our idiocy on Twitter. Yes, thank um, you so much. Yeah, we should have assumed that there was something there, and we just hadn't gotten it. But you guys let us know. I th- you know the worst part? I think I actually saw it when I first got to uh, to to uh, Argus mm. and forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> but the crocodile food did. When people mentioned it, so yeah, good job, Pat. good job, guys. Uh, final email from Doctor Christopher Gallagher, natural doctor, a researcher at a university, says, "Yeah, I I love that's that's how he signs his uh, his emails to the instance. Mm-hmm. Oh I yeah, mean, for sure. Yeah, it's probably just his standard. It's probably just a standard like yeah, thing, course. but it still sounds way more prestigious than we deserve." Uh, he and says, yeah. uh, Strathclyde almost sounds like Strathholm, yeah. so I think that gives him more prestige. Yeah, it almost sounds like a fake Warcraft name. University of Strath yeah. Strathside, is that how you'd say it? Strathclyde? Clyde. Strathclyde? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Anyway, it says, hello, I recently came back to WoW for patch 7.3, and after completing the new story content, decided to go level an alt uh, on the same survey, uh, a survey, server on Blood, Blood Scalp U, uh, EU. From vanilla to Draenor, I I mained Alliance on Bloodscalp, but when returning for Legion, realized I knew more Horde than Alley players. Uh, Bloodscalp was uh, was combined with three or four other servers in a previous expansion due to population issues. The Horde side is full with uh, Slash Who for each class showing 50 players, so the max that you can search. The entire Alliance side during peak time had 156 players. I don't want to raid, but I would like to be able to chat with the community. Do you think it's time Blizzard allowed region-wide guilds? As you can already play with anyone on any server uh, in your region, so why can't you be in a guild with them? Cheers, Chris, a.k.a. Spiky Chris. P.S. Tell Patrick my son started playing WoW at 3 and at 5. Still loves it. Meaning he's, he's 5 now and he still loves it. The point being, when you have a kid, they'll, they'll love the game when they're 3, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, that would be cool. Uh, three years old, really? You can start playing with your kid? <laughs> sure. Wow. Sure. Like, uh, I'm I don't guessing, know. <laughs> like the king sitting on your lap and going like, ah, your, your druid is a bear. Ha <laughs> ha. Probably. Maybe not with that voice. Probably. Hopefully. Probably, unless you got a brilliant genius kid or something, which is possible. I don't, I don't know the good doctor, but 
Anyway, the point is uh, the server thing. I, I, too, wonder why we can't just do that. We had people on our raid team the other day who are not on our server, who are on our raid team, though. And you can do that. You can pull people in, and they're just as much a part of the family as everybody else, but they can't be in your guild. And some would say, well, Scott, that breaks the whole lore and fantasy of having a, a realm and you being in the same realm, and that's cool. And I agree, but I think we're at the stage of, wow, wow's progression and how many years into this thing we are that i don't i don't see any reason why especially with the tech is there now just let me guild up with people who you know aren't necessarily on earth and ring or aren't necessarily on a server that has a full horde population because the problem he's talking about with very few alliance characters and tons of horde on his server is the opposite on other servers there's tons of alliance and not enough horde so this would be a great way to balance that out so i you know i'm, I'm sure there's some technical reasons i'm not thinking of that could hinder this but it's i'm kind of with dr christopher gallagher gallacher gallacher yeah i i don't think there's a technical reason at this stage um i think it's really just the intent of keeping some little measure of realm identity because already you can have your uh instance of populated with people from other servers you can hop to other servers that's something many people do when they uh when they use the you know world quest add-ons to to group with other people that are doing the same world quests you see that you're going to another server mm -hmm. because the mobs depop and stuff like that um so what is left on I almost said what is love what is what love, is love? Uh, anyway baby don't hurt uh, me oh you got me going now all right exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, <laughs> so what is left of <laughs> what is left of your realm if your guild is also not tied to your realm the thing that's left currently is basically the guild of, well your guilds and your auction house yeah. right that's yeah. it yep so if they do the guild, uh, realms really don't have any significance at all anymore. And maybe that would be an interesting direction to go. You know, I don't, I don't think I would mind having, uh, well, you have your WoW character list and you log into the game and you're somewhere and realms disappear and they don't matter. Of course, if they ever did that, you can be certain, absolutely certain, that some people will be pissed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Some people will be angry. And to an extent, I can understand because when you're on one realm, you're still more likely to see people from that realm when you're, you know, dancing on the mailbox in Stormwind. And mm -hmm. maybe some people go and hang out, um, some RP people go and hang out in some inn and do their RP stuff and they go hang out with the people from their uh, realm. And actually, there was an issue like that, uh, and they, I think, disabled um, zoning from the RP realms for that reason. But um, if if you don't have realms anymore, there is uh, a that realm. Uh, uh, Dracona forty two in the chat room is saying no more realm first, for example. Mm. You know these kinds of things. Mm. So I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I think we're said where realms don't really matter all that much um but i think there are a few reasons that some people might care about and uh those are well that the realm first and the realm identity 
however small it still is, are those reasons. Yeah, but the, the, the irony is the those. irony is you'd hit realm first potentially with somebody from another realm who's in your raid team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, that yeah. one, I guess that's not true. Of mythic, mythic stuff. They they gate that until it's old content, so you can't actually do cross realm on those. But but if you're doing like realm first, normal or heroic, that could involve somebody from another realm but you so you really realm first or are you realm first plus one like what are you i don't know what that is so it's it's complicated and obviously <laughs> the one thing you're 100 percent right about is that there's a 100 percent chance that someone's going to be pissed that i know so it doesn't matter what you do um hooven says realm identity matters less than faction identity um and he also says which has, yeah, doesn't has, mean it doesn't matter at all yeah no 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 exactly and to some it matters a lot um I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for where we are on my server because we've had a lot of experiences there. We've seen it go through lots of changes. We went from a, a guild of many thousands to a split guild of those same many thousands split up between nine guilds or whatever it is. Like, we've seen a lot of things happen there. I, I wouldn't want to be told tomorrow that I'm being merged somewhere or the change in the name or, you know, all of that stuff would feel weird. So I get it. I totally get it, but... I don't know. At some point, yeah. it's just it's so it, at some point it's just a it's just a freaking blade in a server farm somewhere with air conditioning. Well, not even that's the thing. There are no more. You know, there used to be servers that were specifically tied to a number of blade, like one uh, uh, chest of blades. That mm -hmm. was one server. Now servers are really just their concept. Uh, it's they don't all of the. Um, realms are just merged merged with one another you can teleport from one realm to the other it's just instances of zones and they they try to put people from the same quote-unquote realm on the same instances have you know the properties of the guilds and the um auction houses that are specific to one uh realm but that's it realms used to be super important and very uh, uh constrained but really now, it has nothing to do even with the physical, I don't think, uh, physical infrastructure. It's just a, a, a sort of a legacy of the way it used to work. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. But I do like the... I always liked the idea that this whole world was was on a blade. So now I'm a little bummed it's more distrib distributed a little bit because I just yeah. like that idea. But it's... You're right. It's antiquated and silly, as Patrick co coined earlier. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for emails. Thank you guys for your emails. The instance at gmail.com is that address once again, and you should definitely send us more of your emails. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks everybody for being here this weird time of morning, uh, in Patrick's afternoon, I suppose, uh, you're heading back to Helsinki. Uh, anything else you would like to mention, uh, or point people to before we go today? Uh, sure. You can go listen to the Phileas Club if you wish to. It's a show about uh, international news and we get people from different countries, different uh, cultures, different backgrounds. And we discuss stuff that's been happening in a civil and uh, considerate manner mm. uh, that actually works. So last episode, we talked about stuff that's been happening in the EU. We also talked about in the beginning uh, that concept that we're always outraged at like a hundred percent or in agreement at a hundred percent like we have no middle ground for anything anymore and be outraged about everything including things that we think are outrageous so um you know there's a little bit of a uh, controversy there like should we be outraged by racism mm. 
Probably. Oh. Probably. Oh. Probably. Go listen. Yeah, but but how outraged should we be? Sure, and also who's defining it? Mm, see, complicated. So right? mm. yeah, you can you can go check that out. I mean, it's just it's just a casual uh, conversation about serious topics, and we also had an episode before that about Venezuela and uh, the crisis there and where it came from, and uh, that was really it's something that people should go listen to it's available at frenchspin.com and uh, go check that out I, I look forward to the future one where uh, somebody from America tries to justify how poor our response to Puerto Rico has been uh, so looking forward to that uh, hey speaking of which uh, give to the Red Cross or whatever organizations are, are best suited to help those folks down there they need it real bad right now uh, that's going to do it. Theinstance.net is our website. You might be familiar with it. If you're not, it's a great place to go to get all the ways to get the show, all the links, all the stuff. It's all right there. And of course, uh, you can find us, uh, doing what else? Uh, you can find us, uh, oh, I know you can find our, our Twitter accounts instance show for the show. I'm at Scott Johnson. Patrick's at not Patrick. And, uh, well, maybe see those next guy, the other guys next week. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. People have babies and other stuff going on. But uh, we're happy we could be here. More shows like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, and for Patrick. We'll see you next time. Bye. Our Gaussian appetites lead to transportation turmoil. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. In the centuries since the Drenai left Argus, the ravages of the Legion have forced all remaining life there to evolve quickly simply to survive. But sometimes the evolutionary path can produce some decidedly odd effects. One such detour revealed itself recently at the bases established by the crew of the Vindicar across Argus. To speed movement of people and supplies, they opted to use transporters instead of a network of flight paths. But soon after the platforms were installed, they began failing at high rates. The cause? A species of semi-sentient rodents that were somehow consuming the teleporter structures, drawing sustenance from the materials and energy contained within. In an effort to solve the problem, a specialist in small creatures was called in, the Druid Myloon. After a one-to-many sit-down with a group of the creatures, she was finally able to establish communications. While we all hope that she will find a way to entice them to find something else to eat, her initial report is not encouraging. According to the Perky Centaur, the first phrase she was able to translate was, Mmm, beacons. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.